0: Welcome to Settle Smart, a podcast where we talk about how an injured person can build a safe and secure financial future after a legal settlement. You'll hear stories from people who structured their settlement money tax-free, along with the professionals who create a custom solution that brings peace of mind. This podcast is brought to you by the National Structured Settlements Trade Association, a nonprofit organization dedicated to educating and advocating for injured people. Now we'll turn it over to our Settle Smart podcast host, Executive Director Eric Vaughn.
1: Well, we're just thrilled to have uh, an opportunity today to talk with uh, Maria Town who's the president of the American Association of People with Disabilities. It's an amazing organization with incredibly talented and gifted people. And almost everyone in the National Structured Settlements Association has heard about the AAPD. And I think many, if not all of them, have heard about uh, Maria Tam. But today we're gonna hear from Maria. Maria, it's great to see you and be with you here on this Zoom podcast effort, Settle Smart for the National Structured Settlements Trade Association. Tell us, Maria, a little bit about your background. And my own uh, personal preference is to start out with the most exciting thing you've ever done in your life. And as a lobbyist, that's working in the White House. But just tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background. How did you end up back here in Washington as the president of the AAPD?
2: Sure. Uh, well, hi, Eric. It's so great to be with you and really thrilled to be on this podcast talking to everyone at the National Structured Settlement Trade Association. So currently I serve as the president and CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities. And I feel like the luckiest person on the planet because for the past decade, I've had the honor and privilege of working in the disability rights movement. And that started with me working as, you know, what I think is like a a baby policy advisor at the Department of Labor's Office of Disability Employment Policy. Um, I started there when I was 23 and um, I worked on youth employment policy for youth with disabilities. And I always thought it was so amazing because the Department of Labor defines youth as 25 and under. So I was essentially working on, you know, policy for myself and my peers, which is one of the things that we at AAPD hope that every person with a disability gets to do is really be um, you know, at the table and an active voice in the policy decisions that shape our lives. And after working really hard at the Department of Labor for a number of years, um, I got a call from the Barack Obama White House and they asked me if I was willing to leave my very secure career federal job and go work for the president for two years, um, and uh, and go work harder than I'd ever worked before, and I said yes, and I got to lead all of the engagement um, at the White House of, of the disability community for older adults, and got to work on, you know, h- how the White House commemorated the 25th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, I worked on key Uh, policy priorities for the president and for the disability community. Um, And I also was responsible for making sure that the president and his senior advisors understood how each of his priorities, whether or not they were specific to people with disabilities, connected to the disability community. So I remember saying like, you know, climate change has, has a disability component and we have to talk about people with disabilities in this and that was a big learning experience for everyone. and. As my tenure at the White House ended, I got a call from um, somebody who helped start AAPD, Lex Frieden, who also helped write the Americans with Disabilities Act. And he said, you know, I know your time with the president's coming to an end. How about Houston? And, you know, I, uh, I'd lived in DC at that point for almost seven years. I hadn't really considered Houston. I'm originally from the Gulf Coast. And he said, you know, the the mayor has this disability position open, and I told him that he needs to hire you and nobody else. So you need to <laughs> come and
1: meet him. And, so let me, let me interrupt you. You got Lex give you a call. You got hired sight unseen by the mayor of Houston?
2: Not sight unseen. Okay. <laughs> he he met me once. Um, we we did an interview, and you know, I um, I I kind of went in there and and was was pretty straightforward. And I said, look, mayor, here are your challenges. You know, you're the fourth largest city in the country and here's what Houston isn't doing. And here's what cities one, two, and three are doing. And he said, well, don't challenge me. And I said, well, no, I am going to challenge you because we've got to do better. And then he just said, I like you. Will
1: you come work well, Maria, with I've I've been on uh, one end of an of a interview process with you. Uh, When the board of directors at AAPD was looking for our new president uh, and we interviewed, I think, 15, 16 people um, and then we got together with the finalists and you were among those finalists. I have firsthand experience. You are a professionally gifted, talented interviewee. You were pretty amazing. Was it intimidating, though, to sit there in front of one of the most powerful mayors in the country to tell him what he's not doing properly in his city? No <laughs>
2: like, I mean I, I knew that in 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 seeking me out, the mayor really wanted to elevate disability in Houston and you know he was very powerful, but he was also asking me to move my entire life across country to a city where I knew no one. and I went into the interview thinking about that, you know, like I was bringing a lot to the city as as he was offering me a lot as well. Um, and I just wish that everybody, <laughs> you know, could go into interviews with that kind of understanding with a belief in themselves and um, and and a recognition of the of the negotiation that's happening, which is what an interview often is. So let me Um, ask
1: you a question about Houston and the flooding. So you're now in charge of disability policy, disability rights for Houston, which is a challenge unto itself, which is almost unfathomable. And now the city is getting hit with maybe a once in a century flood, how did that impact you? And what did all of a sudden your assignments turn into in Houston?
2: So um, I'd been in Houston for six months when Hurricane Harvey hit, um, I, and I mean, everything changed. Um, and I really feel for um, everyone in Texas who is currently dealing with crisis associated with the cold and the power outages. How we like to talk about Harvey is that Harvey, you know, came and just decided to hang out for a while. What made Harvey um, different is you had this massive storm that just kept picking up water from the Gulf. So it it stayed over Houston for days and the water just kept growing. Um, And I was, um, again, I'm originally from Louisiana. I um, Grew up with hurricanes. I, you know, lost family in Katrina, and so I knew all too well how people with disabilities are often um, the the sort of biggest victims of natural disasters. Uh, and so my job became making sure that nobody died. In the simplest of, of terms, right? It was making sure that people with disabilities had access to the resources they need to continue living. Um, it was making sure that no one was stuck in their homes, um, that people remained connected to the equipment um, and to the tools they needed to survive. And that could have been wheelchairs, it could have been insulin, it, you know, anything. And um one of the I, I'd always known this sort of intellectually, but in Houston, I really saw firsthand how people with disabilities can save and support one another. You know, the the stereotype of people with disabilities is that we need help from non-disabled people um, and that we are are really helpless ourselves. And um, I'm somebody who believes in government for sure. And, you know, spent a decade of my life working in government. But when it came to Harvey, one of the things that I did was bust out my, my Barack Obama organizing skills and connect the disability community, not only across Houston, but across the state of Texas. And so there was this massive resources sharing and rapid response that happened um, that the the city had never really seen before. And I remember, you know, being on a call with the Office of Emergency Management and asking for updates and they were like, oh, Maria, we want updates from you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, you know, that, Harvey and and the response and recovery from Harvey became a central part of my my job in Houston for the remainder of my time there. And while I was in Houston, not only was there Harvey, but there were two major chemical plant disasters, one cold disaster, another flooding disaster. Um and and you know in the in the 2017 sort of disaster cycle, there were just historic levels of um, emergencies, and we've continued to see that in the years since. And one of the things that we disability population as one that needs to be integrated into every step of emergency planning and and response. The idea that people with disabilities are a special population, isn't accurate, and it results in casualties.
1: Maria, every um, every year for the last, I want to say fifteen, um, but I'm a lobbyist, so I'm, I'm forgiven if I exaggerate just a little bit. Um, the, the National Structured Settlements Trade Association, our members, our companies um, have supported um, the AAPD. And essentially it's, um, and I, I always think of it as, um, it's, it's an opportunity for us to, to give, but also to receive. We learn so much from being involved with the AAPD and our, our efforts get focused on a gala. And the gala is, um, it's a bit of a misnomer. I know Joyce Bender likes to call it the Academy Awards of the Disability Mm -hmm. Community. And she's right. I love Joyce and she's amazing, but it's so much more. Um, It's a celebration of achievement, of accomplishment, of of opportunity. Um, And it's something that maybe you could talk a little bit about the upcoming gala, um, because I just read two, uh, two of the Hearn Awardees and their background. Oh, my gosh, Maria. I know. Just amazing.
2: They're amazing. Tell our
1: members a little bit about what the gala is to you and what it is to the disability community.
2: Eric, I think you're exactly right. The gala is is really a, a celebration and a moment for the community to come together and recognize everything we've accomplished in the year past. And 2020 was an incredible year for the disability community in every definition of the word. And you know, the way that I think about the gala is that life is hard, um, especially recently, and especially for people with disabilities. And we need moments to just celebrate and have fun. And that's what the gala provides. At the gala, as you mentioned, uh, everyone in attendance will hear from our Paul G. Hearn Awards. These awards honor emerging leaders in the disability community. And our two awardees this year are Elijah and Nora Paravez. Elijah is using his award money to create a fund for students with disabilities who've experienced discrimination, as Elijah did when he was in high school. Um, They refused to give him accommodations for his epilepsy. And it was a huge fight for him to get the free and appropriate education to which he's entitled. And then uh, Noor is using his award money to create a plain language, easy read, Um, version of the Holy Quran for uh, Muslims who have intellectual disabilities. And we're, we're really excited about both of them. They represent the future of the disability rights movement and the disability justice movement. And we, we couldn't be more thrilled. It's just fabulous. It really, really truly is. I should say the gala is free uh, this year for individuals to attend uh, because it's virtual. And so we're really hoping uh, that we can bring together people from all across the country, which um, sometimes we have a hard time doing. It's typically held in person in DC, but we're hoping uh, again, that more people than ever will attend this year because it's free and because it's virtual. And also because it's virtual this year, um, we are going to be featuring videos from all of the people across the country who participate in AAPD's programs and whose lives AAPD is shaped. So it'll be a great opportunity to really see the impact that AAPD is having.
1: And I'm glad you you mentioned the, the virtual. I'm I'm not just as a as an as an entrepreneur and capitalist. I'm not saying to our members it's free. I'm telling them they can join, participate, and attend. But before they leave, they need to make a donation as they're going out the door. So we're going to see if we raise a lot of money from our members uh, who, who plan to attend. So we'll see how that works out.
2: And I would hope that you know anybody who has has a clients with disabilities that want to learn more about the disability rights movement that you all will send out this link so that they can learn and see what's happening. I'm also really excited. We're going to have Stacey Abrams there. She's receiving our Democracy Award for all of the work that she did in the 2020 elections with people with disabilities. Congressman Don Young and Congresswoman Ayanna Presley are receiving our Capitol Hill Champion Award. So it's going to be a great night.
1: And it's, it's amazing to me um, mm-hmm. how um, purple, I guess I'd say, AAPD is. You're, you're not... We're not um, uh, partisan. We don't pick fights with one side or the other. We find support on both sides of the aisle and both sides of political persuasion um, because people with disabilities are Republicans and they're Democrats and they're independents. And getting people active and focused on the agenda is really the critical challenge. That's right. You're going to be a featured speaker at another virtual meeting in early May. Uh, we've asked you to uh, lead a panel of distinguished uh, disability rights advocates, uh, John Register, Fred Moss, Joyce Bender, and and even the the incomparable Ted Kennedy. Um, What would you like to, I mean, I have an agenda, you and I've talked about issues to to talk about. You're gonna have 600, 700 or more uh, leaders in our industry listening, watching, hanging on every word. What, What would you like to explain to them during the uh, 2021 NSST annual meeting.
2: I hope that I can explain to them kind of the state of the disability civil rights movement. NSSTA members play a key role in establishing the expectation that people with disabilities can live productive, fulfilling lives. And you all help create the vehicles that allow uh, people with disabilities to continue thriving, even after they've experienced life changing events. And so I, I hope to um, <clears throat> provide your members with more information on the policies and programs that help make the work that you all do come alive. Um, so, you know, if you've created a mechanism for folks to um, remain financially solvent, what are the other things that they are entitled to that they are eligible for? that can help make that promise true. And that's
1: what I hope to talk about. Well, I can tell you, our members are thrilled that we've included you and the others on the agenda for uh, May. uh, And we're all looking forward to it. And I know everyone's looking forward to seeing you virtually uh, on April 28th, uh, the night of the gala. Uh, I want to congratulate you and the entire team at AAPD for pulling off what looks like just in in the planning stages, (laughs) the best gala ever. And we're looking forward to seeing you virtually in early May. I want to thank you for participating in this podcast, Maria. It's great to see you. I hope you're staying safe and staying healthy and staying well.
2: Thank you so much, Eric. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to Settle Smart, a podcast from the National Structured Settlements Trade Association. We invite you to visit our website at NSSTA.com to find out more about our members and our mission to help you settle smart.